0: Welcome back to the Egg Makers podcast. I'm your host Michael James. Here I'm asking the question how do makers relate to the tools and materials they use and how does it shape their process. This podcast is part of my thesis research through Royal Roads University. For more information, please check out eggmakers.com. In this episode, I head into the welding shop with Maggie from Industrial Growth. She's a true artist and creates functional art from recycled materials. Listen along as she takes an old winch and turns it into an unbelievably beautiful lamp. Have a listen.
1: All right, so I'm going to make a lamp, a functional piece of artwork, out of a tool uh, called a lever hoist or nicknamed a come along. Okay. Um, so the tool that I'm using um, to make uh, this piece of art, uh, it was removed from service, oh, okay. no longer functional for yep. for what it's supposed to do. Um, so I'll kind of make the frame of the lamp out of the chain mm-hmm. and use all its its guts, its inner parts, um, as as part of the piece. Okay. And uh, so I've I've already taken it apart. What I'm not going to be using from it is the aluminum casing the handle um, and a couple nuts and bolts and mm-hmm. other than that i'm going to use all the rest of the pieces
0: okay so where did you get the inspiration for for this or um, where does your inspiration come from i mean who would think to use an old come along for a, <laughs> a lap um,
1: i i find i'm really inspired by gears and chains um, and their function i really like using those um, kind of a steampunk Industrial okay. style, mm-hmm. right? Like I've got, I've got gears tattooed on me. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I've yeah. got the tools I like to use tattooed on me. That's one of my big inspirations. Um, we had one of these. Um, the, this one in particular isn't from um, the company that I work for, but right, we got tools inspected. They failed oh. inspection, and, and I rescued them from the scrap. Bin. So what would
0: happen otherwise? Like if
1: what would happen otherwise is they would need to be destroyed. Um, so, so scrap. Yeah scrap metal taken so to not? the bin. And so um, when we had th- those two, I I took them both and and started taking it apart, seeing the gears, the inside of it, washed all the grease off them. Mm-hmm. And I don't really know when it hit me that I wanted to make a lamp out of it, right. but I but I've done a couple of them and uh, they're really cool. What I really love is like manipulating the chain in such a way that it just looks like it's defying gravity. Oh, it's almost like an optical illusion. Okay. Yeah, because, you know, you tack it and stiffen it and and it just... It doesn't look like it's supposed to be uh, looking that way. Okay. Yeah.
0: Very cool. Like, have you always been kind of somebody who wanted to, um, like, rip things apart, dig into it, like that mechanical side? Like it.
1: No, not always. No? Not really until I started making art so really taking it seriously in 2017. okay um and kind of just that's that's when it started that you know i want to know what's inside yeah. there i want to use that um and and to see you know just beauty in the scrap pile what people yeah, would yeah, see as yeah. garbage like you could see my pile yeah, yeah of stuff so i have an old printing press i have car parts um springs chains I love taking something that isn't normally beautiful and making it beautiful. Why metal? I think that just came from welding.
0: Okay, so that and so you're welder by trade mm-hmm. um, and just just kind of I guess just being exposed to it. Yeah, okay.
1: yeah and having having access to all these scrap metal parts that you know well, and I guess welding right, you're building something very specific. you're building it to a print within a tolerance and although I really love building um l- like making large structures and stuff although it's fun you know I would way really rather just have fun and do what I want I don't have to follow okay. the rules I don't have to follow a print and I typically don't um I I would never I never really thought of myself as artistic mm-hmm. until just a few years ago when I started taking this on. Um, but because I never thought of myself that way, um, I never practiced, I never drew, I never really designed. Um, and so that's kind of how I work. I have an idea in my head, but I'm not very strong at drawing and designing. So a lot of the times, um, you know, I kind of just go with the flow of a piece kind of let it decide how it gets built okay and uh and sometimes that's really challenging because sometimes I'll have something in my head and I can't make it okay. <laughs> the way it's in my head yeah so I kind of I kind of have an idea of how I want to build it just from the other ones I've done yeah but um but most of it I, j- I just kind of yeah I have an idea and I start okay and and I don't know how common that is I imagine it's it's kind of common with other with other artists. Yeah. You know. Um, so I'm going to remove I'm going to remove this. Okay. I don't need that. And then I'm going to build my base and so I'm going to use scrap metal as a tool to form my
0: Oh, so that that ring. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be okay. Yeah, so that'll kind of cool. be my
1: guide yep. to get a nice perfect circle out of the okay. chain. I get to break a lot of stuff and that's fun. <laughs> I've actually gotten Grief from some people who you know are familiar with my trade yeah and they've seen me make stuff out of tools yeah and have given me grief about destroying perfectly good tools uh,
0: well I know <laughs> you know watching you do this I'm like my uncle would be beside himself yeah well he was a farmer
1: yeah so you don't throw stuff out no no yeah like those these tools that I found at the scrap yard um, they you know they would still be useful on a farm yeah um even if you're not supposed to use it so i'll just kind of give myself a guide i'm going to cut the chain and um uh cut a link and and put it back together so there's no like big overlap okay i'm going to cut that together
0: any comments on chain in itself like does it is it just because it's metal or is it because you actually like the look of it? Or I, re-
1: I really do love the look of it. Mm-hmm. And right when it's all tacked together, it just creates this cool optical illusion. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to wrap that around and then this one will come straight up.
0: Uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Just flipping over. We talked a little bit about materials. Flipping yeah. over to the tools you use. Yeah. Do the tools really, like, is it whatever works or is it... There a tool that you have that you've had for a long time that just is like no, or is there a, a specific uh, type of tool that's like no this works? But like you've got two grinders there. Yeah. Is it just because you got two different wheels? Yes. Okay. So
1: yeah, this kind of speeds up mm-hmm. if uh, if if I if like Perfect World I would have three. Okay. So a cutting disc, a buffing disc, mm-hmm. a grinding disc, yeah. and then you're not you're just not switching discs all the time. Right um and right i'm not i'm not super particular to like brand and type it's it's kind of what what i need it to do okay um you know as long as it does the job i'm i'm happy with it a lot of my tools are really old um some are from my dad oh um from when he was welding which is really cool um one thing i am particular about and like some old school welders um might uh might poo poo it Mm -hmm. but an auto tint
0: oh because uh so it's an auto tint
1: so an auto tint lens like typically a traditional welding lens as soon as you flip it down you're in the dark until you strike an arc yeah this so i can see it and then as soon as it senses um senses the welding arc then it darkens to the shade you've set it at so yeah i can alter my shading um, I can turn it to grind mode. So that's one thing that I really that's appreciate. Cool. Like yeah, that's super,
0: and, that, like super tech there.
1: Yeah. And yeah, like you said about just using what works. I do, I do a lot of that. Like using, <laughs> just using, manipulating it to, to get it to do what I want it to do. Mm-hmm. Like I'll see if I can use the vice, it's hot. So it's I'm gonna burn myself here. But if I can just use the vice To get it to to close up a little bit easier than saving some hammer blows yeah now i might have i might have screwed myself over as far as that goes (laughs) too tight yeah
0: well so what would you do
1: (laughs) i can improvise i can trace it okay and lay it out how i want to go and i'll i'll see what a six inch pipe can do because if I can trace it along my line and use a six inch pipe as a guide on the inside of it. Okay. That can help.
0: So what size is that pipe that you're like?
1: Uh, eight inch pipe. Oh, okay. And, because that'll be harder to hold, right? Yep. And the beauty of it getting to be art is that there's not really a rule. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really nice,
0: that's well, I mean that's the part of making, yeah things don't always go
1: as planned, yeah, well, then we
0: have to inter- improvise
1: well yeah, exactly, and that's and that's something you know, like as an artist and doing commission work as well right and and that's my experience too, in an industrial setting is right, you make a plan, you make a budget, you put a cost to it, yeah. And then it doesn't go as planned, and, uh, and you're, you know, left eating that cost, mm-hmm. whether you're running a business or making artwork. Working as a welder, yeah. you know, if you can find the joy in the repetitive task, because there's a lot of repetitive oh, okay. tasks, okay. and the quiet, you know, like yeah. you just,
0: yeah, yeah. That it's totally kind of makes a reflective
1: sense. process. Unless you're angry, you can't weld when you're emotional really i find like it it actually lowers the appearance and quality i found anyway (laughs) (laughs) when you're having a bad day and you're swearing at everything and nothing's (laughs) going your way and i think something that i learned as a welder right because you're in awkward positions yeah um i've broken my finger and continued to work (laughs) <laughs> and so I got some really good practice uh, welding left-handed, <laughs> hammering wow. left-handed.
0: So you talked about how you can't weld when you're emotional. What about emotional? Yeah. Angry, whatever. What about when you're doing this type of welding and this type of? Because you, you, you talked about not having a plan necessarily. Right. So if you're kind of f- free flowing your 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 design and that kind of stuff, how does that? How do your emotions affect that?
1: Um, well, and I guess, I guess I prefer to make art when I'm happy. Okay. Um, I don't really, I haven't really made too many pieces to reflect when I'm having a bad time. Okay. And I was actually thinking about that the other day, you know, having a bad day and, and, and going through something, um, like just with like family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I came to work and it was in December, November and December. And I'm having, I'm making stuff for Christmas events. Mm-hmm. So I'm making snowflakes and I'm making snowmen <laughs> right, and kind of stuff for, for markets because I, I kind of try and play around with um, fine art um, is what I is you know like that's what my heart is after yeah. is making fine art, but fun art and then functional art. Right. And so Christmas time is a great time for fun art because people are looking for gifts, and so yeah, I'm I'm here in the shop and I'm you know painting snowflakes, sparkly colors and snowmen with their little hats, and I'm angry and I just want to I just want to paint those damn snowflakes <laughs> black. <laughs> and so I was I was talking about that with my boyfriend of. You know, like I haven't really made a piece, you know, Mm -hmm. reflecting um, any emotions of anger. Um, So I I found, you know, and I find when I get frustrated, Mm -hmm. if I'm building something, you know, fun or nice, and I'm frustrated, it's time to like, time to go have a snack. Right. (laughs) You need to go eat something. (laughs) You're
0: hangry or something.
1: Yeah, well, and like that piece behind you, that rose,
0: Right, um, oh, that's cool. That's a
1: memorial piece. Oh, so a friend of mine's mother passed away last year. Yeah. And so although it's a sad piece, you know, getting to put like love and care into like every single petal. Yeah. Um, even though it's a sad piece, um, I still found a lot of joy in making it.
0: Cool. Does the material itself ever change or it's just whatever you find?
1: Uh, a lot of it is whatever I find. Obviously, like this would just be... You know, a form of like regular carbon steel Mm -hmm. that welds the easiest, yeah, um, especially for the processes I have. Yeah, Um, I've built stuff because I had I was fortunate enough to get all the parts from two old printing presses,
0: okay, from a friend of mine.
1: Um, So, yeah, a lot of it is cast, and so it doesn't like to be welded. Uh You can force it to weld, Um, obviously, you want to still treat it well because you know, you drop it, cast just breaks. Yeah. yeah um stainless steel i can do a little bit of stainless steel because uh, we have um, stainless steel welding rods um but a lot of it is whatever i can find and if i can convince it to stay stuck together i would i will use it
0: okay
1: yeah very cool and so yeah everything from you know gauge steel to heavy material. so you're not
0: gonna go out and say okay i'm not using this material even though i love it yeah. Uh, because it's not made of the right thing yeah okay
1: yeah and cool. there's been times where yeah if i can if i can choose something like a carbon steel over cast mm-hmm. i will use it but yeah just some parts like say from that printing press were so perfect for you know um like a i guess a little piece of fun but figurative art like sure. a bird or an owl yeah, yeah yeah so i one thing i can say about a chisel being my favorite tool. Oh, really? And although this one, this one hasn't come with me through um, uh, when I was actually welding in the field. Yeah. But a lot of times the tool would be um, a chipping hammer that you would use okay. to chip slag, um, but it's way too big to fit in your pocket.
0: Oh. Yeah.
1: But I found a chisel was always my favorite. And it fits great in your back Is pocket. Is it kind
0: of like it's got that, that element of it can do so many things?
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's what appeals, appeals to me. And um, so that's one tool that I always had with me all through welding. Mm-hmm. And it's really useful, right? You can shim stuff with it when you're fitting. You can pry stuff with it. I know, And I know, right, from a safety perspective, you're not supposed to use...
0: Yeah, yeah. Right tool for the right job. Right but.
1: tool for the right job. But sometimes it's what works.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you solely use recycled materials? No. So you have to buy material sometimes?
1: Sometimes, yeah. Yeah, okay. And yeah, like often for commissions, I'll wind up using new material. Okay. Um... But I do, I do like to use a lot, I try and use as much reclaimed as I can.
0: Yeah. What
1: I, what I really like to do mm-hmm. for the top, I'm going to use this.
0: To hold the bulb? Y- yeah. Because right
1: the, inside the tool, the chain fits right in here really oh, beautifully. Oh,
0: sweet. Yeah, yeah. that will be cool.
1: So I'm going to keep this aside because it's going to be a bare bulb hanging.
0: Oh, okay. And I
1: really like that bare bulb look and some people don't i'll probably use the hook i'm gonna buff some of the paint off of it and wear it down a little more yeah because not everyone likes that god-awful orange in their house yeah it's it's
0: interesting because like the orange almost speaks to what the tool is but at the same way you have to make it sellable
1: yeah yeah and so the first one i did um had barely any paint left on it the other one was covered in yellow yeah and uh a lady bought it for her husband as his as his milestone birthday gift. I think he was turning 60. Oh,
0: okay. And,
1: um, and he used to be a mechanic. So she really liked it. I, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Really cool to, like, become part of people's story.
0: Totally. This What's your favorite part? Of building? Of doing what you're doing, yeah. Like, not just the lamp, but anything.
1: I'd say getting to actually have a have an outlet of self-expression. Oh, okay. You know, kind of getting to, to just be self-expressed. I get to do what I want. I don't have to follow any rules here. Mm-hmm. So that's really nice.
0: Do you have a favorite part of the process of building? Um like welding buffing, like I mean and I'm, I'll am harken back to my woodworking one of my not the favorite because it's a bit tedious, but yeah, one of my favorite parts is f- the finish because when you put finish on wood, it absolutely changes it and makes it, it brings out the
1: grain and yeah yeah um, hmm That's a good question.
0: Do you love the welding part? Do you love the I
1: really I love the welding part. I think like I'm I think I'm coming up to my favorite part of this of seeing it actually start to take the shape of something ah. um, the end I'm learning to love the end because like you said, you love the finishing and mm-hmm. that's like the details. and that typically like when I started was where I would get frustrated oh. in like the finishing details and making it look nice or you know I would see something like you know, crap, I should have done that,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, to have this finished piece come out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Egg Makers podcast. If you'd like to know more about Maggie, her work, or this project, please visit theeggmakers.com or follow me on social media, at the Eggmakers. Tune in next time when I chat with Holly from False Holly. She teaches me about slow fashion as we go through the process of dyeing, spinning, and knitting a hat for her daughter. It's truly an incredible process and you'll want to listen.